Hi, this is Dan Sheridan. Thanks for listening. It's a pleasure once again spending this time with you in the Word of God. We're going through John's Gospel together. And before we get started, I just want to remind you once again why John wrote this Gospel. And it's found in the 20th chapter in the 30 and 31st verses. And we read here, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. These studies are for beginners. John's Gospel is where a person uh, first learns about God. This is where God begins with you and with me, and that's why we're studying these passages. And believing does something. Uh, In the Bible, God tells us that believing does two things. Number one, It shows us who God is. It changes our views about God and the life that we live. It helps us to know Him and love Him, but it also helps us to love others. See, belief readjusts us to God and towards each other. It's supposed to create relationships with God and human beings that are healthy and loving. And we can't ask for much more than that, can we? Imagine a world where everyone cared about each other and loved each other. Well, that's the purpose of the scriptures. God wants us to know him and to love him and in turn love those created in his image, which are all human beings. So today we come to John chapter 1 and we're going to look at verses 6 through 9. And as you recall, in our first five verses, we saw the great subject introduced to us, the word. God loves to communicate. And when we come now to verse 6, we read this, There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. So here we see now in verses 6 through 9, a new communication from God. And he communicates through a man. Notice that. There was a man sent from God. And this word sent means to be sent on a commission, to represent God. Now the question that many people ask, which John? Do you know in the context there are actually two Johns? There's John, the writer of this gospel, and there is also John the Baptist. But let me just say this, whatever John verses 6 through 9 is referring to, the truths expressed here can apply to both of them. Let me show you what I mean. John, the writer of this gospel, wrote this gospel, and John the Baptist spoke publicly. So one wrote and one spoke, and God used both these men to communicate So let's go through this together and see if we can figure out which John God is referring to. All right. First thing I want you to notice, did you know that the name John means the Lord is gracious? And that's why he points it out here. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. And it means the Lord is gracious. The fact that God communicates proves that he is gracious to us despite our failures. He loves us. And so the man God chooses to reach us is a man whose very name means the Lord is gracious. And it says in verse 7, the same, that is John, came for a witness to bear witness of the light. Now, what is a witness? According to a modern dictionary, there's a couple definitions. The first one means uh, attestation of a fact or event, a testimony. Now, we're going to see that both John the Apostle and John the Baptist do this. The second definition says one that gives evidence, specific evidence. And that's both John and John the Baptist do that in this gospel. The third one is one asked to be present at a transaction so as to be able to testify to its having taken place. 
And we're going to see that John and John the Baptist do this. And the fourth definition says one who has personal knowledge of something. And again, John, both Johns do these. Uh, each one of these definitions uh, fits both these men. Let me show you. In John chapter 1, verse 34, we see John in verse, uh, beginning with verse uh, 29. The next day John seeth Jesus coming to him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel, therefore I am come baptizing with water. And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and abode upon him, and I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bare record that this is the Son of God. So John gives his testimony. And if you turn to the last chapter of John, we're going to see John the Apostle doing the same thing. In John chapter 21, verse 24, This is the disciple which testifieth of these things, and wrote these things. And we know that his testimony is true. So both John the Baptist and John the Apostle give a witness. Whether it's in this gospel, uh, by writing it through John the Apostle, or whether it's through the ministry of John the Baptist speaking. Either way, you decide which one. But the point is, both of them fulfill this purpose. Now, what is the purpose of their witness? Well, it says that all through him might believe. Verse 7. All might believe. Remember, belief is based on carefully documented and attested to facts. John wrote that all might believe. John the Apostle wrote this gospel so that everyone might believe. And John the Baptist spoke to Israel to introduce them to their Messiah. And through this people, the Jews, the world will be reached. So both ministries lead to a universal knowledge of God. Look at verse 7. It says, all through him might believe. And in verse 9, it, the word enlightens every man. It's universal. And then we come now to verse 8. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. He's emphasizing the fact that the man is not the Messiah. He's a testifier of him. Later on, we're going to read of John the Baptist that he was a burning and shining light. We'll get to that later on. See, John pointed to Jesus as the one who bears away the sin of the world in chapter 1, verse 29. His witness began with Israel, but the result of his work will spread the globe. Because according to Genesis chapter 12, all the families are going to be reached uh, through God's chosen people. So John was sent to bear witness of the light. And then in verse 9, it says that was the true light, the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Well, what does this mean? Well, first of all, it says it lights every man. God's word is the spring and fountain of all wisdom, of all light. The human intellect and the and human reason are God's image in us. Do you know, in Genesis 1-3, it said, God said, let there be light, and there was light. That was the first thing God did when preparing the world for humans. And then later, the Apostle Paul, in quoting Genesis 1-3, declares that, and this is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, that the same God who spoke light out of darkness shines in our hearts to give the knowledge of God's glory 
in Jesus Christ's face. God wants to enlighten every man. He wants to enlighten, to shed light on every man, to bring them to the knowledge of the truth. So look at verse 9 again, and I read from the King James Version. It says, that was the true light, comma, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Now this phrase that cometh into the world is about every human being. It's about every human being that comes into the world, that is born. Now I want you to think about this for a minute. Think about babies. When a baby is in the womb, it's dark. A baby's not breathing yet. All of their life comes from the mother and the connection with the mother. But when they're born, they take their first breath, which is God's spirit in them. And by the way, do you know that the Bible says God's word is spirit? So when a child is born, his first experience is taking a breath and being exposed to the light of this world. Every person born is born for a purpose. It's to know God. So every time a baby lets out that first cry, it's the first sign that God wants to communicate with that child. And if there's a purpose to that child's life, and that purpose is to know its creator. And as that child grows, they become conscious of their sin. That, that is human failure. They look around and they can't help but notice it. Most people know that humans are failures, but they don't know the remedy to it. See, the purpose, one of the great purposes of God, to show human beings that they can find the remedy in the person of Jesus Christ and what he did for them on the cross in his death and burial and resurrection. And we're going to read about this in John's gospel. So this true light, which is the word, enlightens every person that comes into the world. Now, you may be ask, asking the question, what about babies uh, who never make it? What about babies who die in the womb and miscarriages? They're not forgotten. Babies who die in the womb will be resurrected in the world to come. And they too will come into the world. Every human being will eventually come into the world and take a breath and be exposed to God's creation. Every human being will be enlightened and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What a wonderful truth. And this is part of the reason God wrote this gospel, so that we might know these things. All right, we'll stop there. I hope this has been helpful. And remember, keep reading on your own. Keep searching the scriptures. Read John's gospel. Read a little bit every day. Ask God to teach you and show you who he is. This is Dan Sheridan. Thanks for listening. Until we talk again, remember this. God loves you. <laughs>